Good morning. It's good being with you again this morning. As we consider the state of the church today, there are many things that should cause us to pause and evaluate. It shouldn't surprise us that we see some of the same attitudes within the church that we see in society. The church is composed of people coming from society and constantly intermingling in society, so its influence is bound to surface. We used to be appalled when someone would dare coming to church on a Sunday morning not all dressed up like they were going to a fancy ordeal like a wedding. Most all the men wore suits and ties. The women vied for the prettiest dress. For years, hats were the thing for ladies. Oh, the sight of the church filling up with a parade of fancy apparel. Now, I'm certainly not saying that we should necessarily return to all the show. However, shouldn't there be some forethought about how we want to come into the house of God? I think we would benefit ourselves and the church body as a whole if we were to think about the importance of meeting together with the body of Christ. Well, of course, the Lord reminded the prophet Samuel that our focus ought to be on our heart's condition, not our outside. We should take time to prepare our hearts before coming to church. I'm convinced that we would see far more spiritual growth and have a much bigger influence on the lives of others if we took the time to ready ourselves for our special times together. Paul was concerned about the casual manner in which the church at Corinth was coming together to worship, particularly around the Lord's Supper. It was becoming nothing more than just a social time where the focus became the food on the table instead of the remembrance of the death of Christ. He wrote in 1 Corinthians 11:33 and 34, Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation. The rest I will set in order when I come. The context of Paul's message is meeting together for the Lord's Supper. This passage follows the familiar passage I read as we celebrate the remembrance of our Lord. The church there would come together for a big potluck. They'd come and go as they pleased and spend little, if any, time actually pausing to remember what Jesus had done for them. I'm so grateful for the sweet times that we set aside to celebrate the Lord's Supper. There's such an air of contriteness and appreciation. I wish that spirit could float over the church each and every time we meet. I think the thought behind Paul's challenge is that believers need to never forget the importance of meeting together as the body of Christ. It ought to be an encouraging, uplifting time. In fact, it should often be a time of great joy as we delight in meeting together and worshiping our Lord. But we should never take the church for granted, nor should we take it casually. Jesus died for the church. He loves the church. And so should we. He's deemed that the church should be the pillar and ground of the truth, so obviously church is important to him. Let's take time before each church service, preparing our hearts to worship him and preparing to receive from him the message that he has for us. God bless you today. I love you.